You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Very glad to be with you all this morning. If you're listening on the podcast, we are an hour behind this morning for some personal reasons, aka my alarm never went off this morning. So we are an hour behind, but you know, just pretend we're on the the, the central time zone. So it's actually 10 a.m., 11 a.m. on the central time zone, but it's it's average time here on the eastern time zone right now. It's 11 when I'm recording this, 12 when it's going live. So we know the... uh the Dr. Fauci, pro-vaccine, pro-government lockdown, pro-mask doctor who allowed U.S. funds to be used for COVID funding, etc., etc. What if I told you Dr. Fauci, Mr. Four Times Vaccinated, tested positive for COVID-19? Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, a top government infectious disease expert and President Biden's chief medical advisor, tested positive for the coronavirus on Wednesday, according to a statement from the White House and press officials. Fauci, 81, who has received two doses of the Moderna vaccine and two booster shots, diagnosed himself after taking a a rapid antigen test. He has not previously tested positive for the virus. So people say the point of the vaccine is to reduce symptoms. The point of the vaccine is to stop you from dying from covid and then the point of the vaccine is to stop symptoms, right? And then eventually it's just, well, you're not going to die from it. He's still symptomatic from, from COVID. The statement said that Fauci has not recently been in proximity to Biden or other senior officials. He is experiencing mild symptoms and will isolate and continue to work from home. My thing is, this is the top infectious disease expert for the Biden administration. Just like when Kamala Harris tested positive, she wasn't in close enough proximity proximity to the president to be considered a problem. Right? Dr. Fauci wasn't in close enough proximity to Joe Biden to be considered a problem or a possible close contact. Who's running the country? If if Fauci is your chief medical advisor, if Dr. Fauci is the guy leading your initiative to stop COVID, stop monkeypox, whether we agree with him leading the initiative or not, he is the one leading the initiative. Why is he not in close enough proximity to proximity to the president to possibly make him positive? And I'm not saying I want Biden to turn positive. I'm not saying I want Biden to have COVID. What I am saying is that if he is the top infectious disease expert for the United States, he should be around the president of the United States. If you are the vice president of the United States, like when Kamala Harris had COVID, you should be around the president of the United States. I'm not saying that I want the president to have COVID. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that I want the president to be sick. I'm not saying I want the president to have a problem. I'm just saying that if you are going to have someone in the in the administration test positive, especially a chief advisor, more likely than not, the president should have COVID. 
has Biden tested positive? He's been around 17 different people that's tested positive, and that's a little bit of an overdramatization, but still. He's been around so many people that tested positive. Has he actually tested positive, and they just keep him out in, in the sunlight? What's going on in the administration to where they, they aren't, Biden isn't testing positive? Something's going on to the point where he's not sick. And it isn't the vaccine. That's not stopping it. He's not being in these key meetings. He's not He's not key. He's not a key player in the administration right now. And I personally find that to be a problem. And I really want to know who is actually leading the country. Who is our president? Because if he's not around his chief advisors, who is? But we are going to move on to our next story today, and it's going to be about monkeypox. We have the two viruses in our top two story slots today. Because the World Health Organization, the WHO, is renaming monkeypox. Renaming monkeypox to minimize stigmatism, stigma, and racism. A wrong button. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not even going to finish this, this article from time.com right now. My thing is, if you are looking at monkeypox as the name, and you think of stigma and racism, you're the problem. If you think of a specific race, when you hear the word monkeypox, when you hear monkeypox, when you hear the monkeypox virus, you're the problem. When I hear monkeypox, what I don't think of is a specific race. When I think of China virus, I don't think of a specific race. When I think of the Kung flu, I don't think of a specific race. And this is just another politicization of a virus. It's all they have is politicizing the virus. Same with COVID, same with monkeypox. What I'm not saying is that, what's the word? What I'm not saying is that COVID is, is should be called China virus. I mean, it should, it's from China. I'm not saying monkeypox, the name of it's the most important thing about it. It's the most important thing about it is how it's spread. And we know how it spreads. It spreads through male-to-male intercourse. That's how it spreads, primarily. But monkeypox is too racist of a name, according to the science. The scientists at the World Health Organization are renaming monkeypox because it's racist. Now, Now... If I was a leftist, right, and I trust the science 100%, and I'm anti-racist, I have my black square up, my fist in the air, my sidewalk painted with Black Lives Matter in chalk, and I hear that the, the, um, yeah, the, the WHO, the leading infectious disease experts, think that monkeypox is racist, and think of monkey, and they think of a race when they hear the word monkey, 
I wouldn't be trusting the science anymore. If I was a big anti-racism, black fist in the air, black square on my Instagram feed, I wouldn't be so pro-science anymore. Because the scientists that you're trusting blindly are the ones saying racism things like monkeypox. Because that's racist, guys. It's racist, guys. Never forget. So make sure you call into the program if you'd like to talk to me. 557-GOP-JOSH-7-574-675-6747. Leave your message. But yeah, monkeypox. Let, let, let's see what the article actually has to say. Uh, Tedros Adhamanen. Uh, I can't not pronounce that. The WHO's director general announced Tuesday morning that the organization is working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of the monkeypox virus, its claudes, and the disease it causes. He said the WHO will make announcements about the new names as soon as possible. More than 30 international scientists said last week that the monkeypox label is discriminatory and stigmatizing, and there's an urgent need to rename it. The current name doesn't fit the WHO guidelines that recommend avoiding geographic regions and animal names, a spokesperson said. The proposal echoes a similar uh, controversy that erupted when the WHO moved quickly to rename SARS-CoV-2 after people found the, around the world referenced it to the China or the Wuhan virus in absence of a f- official designation. I bet it's still called Ebola. Remember Ebola? It's still called Ebola. Remember the chicken pox? Swine flu? Why is monkeypox a problem? And why do the scientists we blindly trust automatically think of race when they hear the word monkey? My name is J.P. Josh. This is a conservative crusader. 574-675-6747. Leave a message. We're going to go to our favorite analysis from CNN. Because we love we love CNN, folks. We love fake news CNN here at the Conservative Crusader. With Chris Cezilla with The Point on CNN. For Liz Cheney, Tuesday was bad for her political future. South Carolina Representative Tom Rice, who, like Cheney, was one of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump in the wake of the January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol, was crushed in a primary by State Representative Russell Fry who ran with the former president's endorsement. The impeacher was ousted without even a runoff. Trump posted on Truth Social, a great night. Rice is the latest Republican to watch their political future disappear in the wake of their vote to impeach Trump. Already, Representatives Adam Kinzinger, John Katko, Fred Upton, and Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio have announced their plans to retire at the end of this term, a decision forced on them, at least in their part, on the negative reaction from their constituents to the impeachment vote. Five Republicans the five incumbents who have remained on the ballot this year face decidingly uncertain futures. When you have the left, like CNN, saying up, up, up front and forward that because Liz Cheney voted to impeach, her political future is going down the drain, we are on the right side of history. If you decide to impeach President Trump for nothing, your political future will be going down the drain. Just like Liz Cheney, just like Tom Rice, and just like Adam Kinzinger. Very few left. Five down, five to go. President Trump currently has an endorsement record in the hundreds with only eight losses. One of those losses being Kerry Arrington 
who he went on Truth Social very shortly after polls closed, to just bash, just bash, saying she was a long shot, saying she was a long shot candidate. Why, why, why'd he endorse her then? Katie Arrington was a long shot, but ran a great race and way overperformed shot. Congrats to Nancy Mace, who should easily be able to defeat her Democratic opponent. Why'd you endorse her if she's a long shot? That's what I want to know. My name is GOP Josh. When we return, the new CNN chief discourages staff from calling Trump 2020 claims the big lie. GOP Representative Lauren Boebert initiates a legal action against a PAC over her allegations of, of being on a Sugar Daddy website, if you know what that is. Now, let's see here. Democrats John Fetterman and Shapiro show an early lead in a USA Today Network poll. What I'm really interested with is how Dr. Oz is actually underperforming Doug Mastriano. In a free press poll in Detroit, uh, the, the arrested Senate, or not Senate, governor candidate in Michigan was actually leading the, leading the bunch. The Fed delivers the biggest interest rate hike in decades. We'll talk about that. And three shot and one killed in Columbus, Ohio, used as a cooling center and a community center used as a cooling center. Admit the heat wave here in Ohio. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this here on the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. GOPJosh.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in. 57 GOP Josh 7 is our number. 574-675-6747. Call me. Leave a message. Even if you're listening on the Afterstream podcast, you can call in and leave a message and we'll play it tomorrow on the program. The new CNN president discouraged staffers from calling former President Donald Trump's claim that the 2020 election was stolen the big lie. So if you if you tuned into CNN during the past year, two years, and you listened and you caught up on one word, and they usually said the same thing. They said it more than they said the word CNN promoting their network you're listening to. They said the big lie. This wasn't Don Lemon, this wasn't Chris Cuomo, this wasn't Anderson Cooper. This was their daytime news host who usually spread, I mean CNN doesn't, but usually on on news shows, not on primetime commentary, but on live breaking news shows, they spread real news. They don't say politicized statements. They said the real news. Well, they said the big lie, the big lie, the big lie, the big lie. More than they said CNN, more than they said their own name, more than they said the name of their guests, they said the big lie. Chris Litt, who is a little more than a month into his tenure as the leader of CNN, made his preference known during a conference call on Tuesday. The report stressed it was not a mandate as an alternative. Litt encouraged producers to use Trump's election lie or election lies in graphics and banners. A serious toward the news outlet that Litt reasoned that the use of the big lie embraces language favored by the Democratic Party hurts the cable news's network air of objectivity. If you say Trump's election lie or election lie at all, you are spreading your view. You don't hear, and I, I hate fact checkers, and I don't use that word lightly. You don't hear PolitiFact. You don't hear the Washington Post's, uh, what, what are they called, the Pinocchios. You don't hear them saying the big lie. You don't hear them saying Trump's big lie 
You hear them say election, the, the, the false election fraud claim. You hear them say more objective terms. Calling it a lie is inherently not objective. Calling it a lie is inherently biased. The CNN, the Washington Examiner reached out to CNN for comment. They did not respond. Trump and his allies have argued there was widespread fraud and irregularities in the 2020 election. Those who, though those claims have been roundly rejected by election officials and the courts. And this is actually a right-wing paper that says that as well. So take that with supposedly a right-wing paper that takes that. But we are turning the tide. The big lie, the actual big lie, is that the 2020 election was free and fair. The big lie is that there wasn't insane mail-in balloting that was shoved in the ballot boxes by mules. The big lie is that there wasn't voter fraud and voter machines altering what goes on on the ballot box. That's the big lie. Not that, oh, the election wasn't stolen. Joe Biden won fair and square. That's that, that's the big lie. Not that the election was stolen. The, the, the election being stolen is true. So there was a pack. I mean, you didn't talk about this on the show. I frankly didn't know about it. But there was a pack that attacked Representative Lauren Boebert. It is the Fire Boebert pack. Or I'm sorry, it is the American Muskrakers pack. They're the ones who leaked the video of Madison Cawthorn. It's the one who leaked the 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 um, cousin video with Madison Cawthorn, right? And got him out of office. They're the they're undeniably the reason he lost. The videos he released, uh, they ran against negative ads against him. Chuck Edwards will be the next representative from that district, most likely after the November elections. And they released claims that Lauren Boebert, who is a conservative woman, obviously she's the uh, Nancy Pelosi hater. She wears the gun to the Congress. She has the uh, concealed carry. Representative Lauren Boebert said she was going after the leader of a Democratic super PAC with the full weight of the law, publishing what the Colorado Republicans says are demonstrably false allegations about her personal life on attempt to get her fired from Congress. The American Muskrakers Pact, the group that broke numerous uh, Salakis stories about Representative Madison Cawthorn in the weeks leading up to his primary defeat, accused Boebert in recent days of being an escort for a sugar daddy service, having multiple abortions and abandoning her former sister-in-law in a nearly deadly May 2020 off-roading accident. The accusations made by the Super PAC, which also goes by Fire Boebert, are riddled with factual errors a Washington Examiner reporter found. This is completely baseless and disgusting, and these allegations are completely false, Boebert told the Washington Examiner. For them to go after me in this manner is absolutely sexist and disgusting, and this is what people hate about politics. They hate the lies, they hate the personal destruction. This is very damaging, and that's why I'm going after this guy personally and his group with the full force of the law. I am not holding back, and I want to make sure that this never happens to anyone else again. These claims, which they cannot prove... The claims that that she had an abortion, multiple abortions. They said she had two abortions. They said that she had a um, she worked on a website as a escort. They said that she had committed tax fraud. Um, she abandoned her her um, sister. In a 
um, accident. And this is all completely false. I mean, not, nothing they said is true. Because they said, oh, this is all trying to... She she hid this to keep her from getting elected. I mean, she hid it because it's not true. You can't hide something that's not true. If I said that, well, I've been hiding the fact that I'm 17, I mean, that's not true either. So obviously I'm not hiding something that's not true. It just isn't true. It doesn't come to my mind. So Lauren Boebert's fighting back against this lie. And I applaud her completely for that. And we'll cover that as it happens as we get more information about that. A poll came out that many people are dismissing right away a USA Today poll about the Senate race and the governor race in Pennsylvania. The Senate poll, this is from Go Erie, which is their USA Today affiliate. USA Today is the publisher of the poll. This is the PA USA Today affiliate. A USA Today network, Suffolk's University poll in Pennsylvania released this week suggests a clear U.S. Senate frontrunner with a tighter race for governor. According to the Suffolk University Political Research Center, Democrat John Fetterman holds a nine-point lead over Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania's closely watched U.S. Senate race. The two are seeking to fill the seat being vacated by Republican U.S. Senator Pat Toomey. In the state's gubernatorial race, Democrat Josh Shapiro has a four-point advantage over Republican Doug Mastriano, which is within the pool's plus or minus 4.4 percentage point margin of error. Green Party candidate and Libertarian Party candidate are polling at just 1% each. So we have here a very tight race for governor. When I was covering this race originally with Dr. Oz, Kathy Barnett, Dave McCormick, Carla Sands, and the rest of them, I was talking about how Dr. Oz is less electable in the general. He's not the most conservative person. He's not the most likable person. I mean, if you watched his show, you either loved him or hate him. And if you watched his show consistently, you now hate him because the show's gone. So he's not a Republican person. He's not a conservative person. He's not an American person. I mean, he, he is American, okay? He's a, an American immigrant from Turkey who voted in Turkey's election. He's not a, a, a proud person people will put their vote behind. And so he's losing by nine points. And Doug Mastriano, the guy that everyone, when Trump endorsed Mastriano, I heard so many people saying, oh no, Doug Mastriano went to January 6th. Oh no, Doug Mastriano is a, is an election truther. Oh no, Doug Mastriano is going to get us lost. He, he's going to lose because of, we're going to lose the governorship because of uh, Trump endorsing Mastriano. Mastriano is the only conservative candidate in that race, the truly conservative candidate in that race. And I supported him before President Trump endorsed him. I supported him and I supported Teddy Teddy Daniels. And the the, the take that, oh, Mastriano's unelectable is just dismissed by this poll, completely dismissed. Get that out of here. And we have another poll about another, another governor's race, this one being in Michigan. Ryan Kelly is a GOP candidate from from Michigan who was actually arrested by the FBI for his suspected involvement in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. 
in that story being on every news channel across the state, every newspaper across the state on every newsstand, boosted his name recognition and his favorability. Boosted his name recognition and his favorability. We'll get to that after the break here on The Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned right here on The Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. So we know the left has been doing everything they can to politicize January 6th. Put it on Republicans as the worst thing to ever happen in American history. And if you were even at the Capitol, within 100 miles of the Capitol on January 6th, you were taken into questioning and arrested. Well, there was a gubernatorial candidate in Michigan. That state up north, the disgusting state up north, that was actually arrested for his supposed involvement in January 6th. He was running for governor as a Republican. He still is. His name is Ryan Kelly. And he was arrested on June 9th on a poll released from the 10th, or a poll conducted from the 10th to the 13th of June. The Detroit Free Press USA Today poll named Kelly, Ryan Kelly, as their preferred candidate for the August primary with 17% of the primary support. 45% are still undecided. 7% are supporting a riding candidate during the primary. Uh, James Craig, a Detroit police chief, was disqualified from the primary ballot. He's running as an independent. 45% is still undecided. But Ryan Kelly, the... The day after he was arrested, the day after their their 5 o'clock news, their 11 o'clock news was filled with his name, calling him an insurrectionist, calling him a criminal, calling him a right-wing, America-first extremist, calling him an insurrectionist. He is now leading in the polling. So we see the left doing everything they can, everything they can, to politicize January 6th, to hurt politicians, hurt the political party, the Republican Party, in any way they can with this. They have their hearings every day, they're doing their their arrests, they're questioning anything they can. And it fails. Because now we have a gubernatorial candidate winning the polls after being arrested. I'm not super involved in Detroit, Michigan, or Michigan at all politics. Michigan is not my favorite state in the world. I'm in a, a proud Ohioan. But that's a very interesting story with that, and I wanted to bring that to you as well. Read the whole article in the show notes down below. The Federal Reserve yesterday, moving on, has decided to spike interest rates. The highest inflation rate the interest rate in decades, to try to combat the inflation. The Federal Reserve escalated its battle against inflation Wednesday, announcing the largest interest rate hike in 28 years as the central bank struggles to regain control over soaring consumer prices. 
The Fed raised its benchmark interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point, the biggest hike increase since 1994. That follows a quarter point increase in March and a half, jump point in May. So it's now a percentage higher. They were expecting a half a point increase. Now it's three-fourths of a point, making it a point just this year. Over a point just this year. This is the Biden administration. This is the Joe Biden Democratic Party America. So their goal is to sharpen the interest rates so people don't try to buy a home. People don't buy things that they can't afford with their credit card. They can't get a car loan. Hurting the average American. Hurting your the Americans the Democratic Party supposedly works for. They work for the, the young Americans, the poor Americans, the people in poverty who might need to go to a, a car lot and get a car loan to be able to get to work. This hurts them even worse. And the Fed's way of stopping inflation is raising interest rates and making it harder for people to buy things. The people that the left is saying every day in their press conferences, every day at the White House podium that they're working for. They're not working just for the 1%. They're not working just for the rich people. They're mostly working for the poor people, for the people behind the poverty line, under the poverty line, for the people who are having trouble making ends meet. That's who they say they're that, that, that's who they say they're working for. And that's simply not true. This policy proves that. A recession is coming thanks to the Biden administration, and nothing the Fed can do can stop that. It'll just simply hurt the average American even more. 57 GOP Josh 7 574 if you are not in the Ohio area, you might not know that yesterday, currently, right now, there is a major heat wave in the state, all across the state. We're also having thunderstorms and heavy winds, and a lot of power lines went down around the Columbus area. And some portions of the Columbus area had their power taken out voluntarily. The AEP portion of the power grid, a lot of their lines went down intentionally. Someone shut them down. They admitted this openly. And to combat the heat, to, for the people who don't have electric or the people who don't have um, air conditioning, the Columbus, Ohio Community Center, one of them, was used as a cooling center to help cool people down, to help people um, stay warm or stay cool, I'm sorry, and it's 95 degrees outside, that's pretty important. Three people were shot at a cooling center in Columbus, Ohio. People going to try to keep their family alive in 95 degree heat were shot and killed. One person was killed, two people were shot. Three people were shot. One person was killed. Two people, two people for, were injured. Two teens were injured when they were just trying to cool down. When you have an anti-police 
Columbus. When Governor, or not Governor, I'm sorry, when Mayor Ginther ran on ran on anti-police policy, on defunding the police. Same with the, what it's called, the, the city council. Running on an anti-gun, anti-self-protection, anti-police policy, as they did. This is going to happen. Columbus is one of the most unsafe cities in the nation. Mainly because of Governor Ginther, or Mayor Ginther, mainly because of the city council. And these people who are suffering the worst due to the policies in the administration in Columbus are the poor people, are the people who don't have electricity or air conditioning. And that's just sad. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in. Here on the Red Feature Radio Network. See you tomorrow with a brand new episode of my news, GOP Josh. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.